I'm Aaron Schachter, and this is The World. The two Sudans are both making news at the Olympics. This week, a runner from Sudan in the north reportedly walked into a London police station seeking asylum. South Sudan isn't officially represented at the Games. The country's only a year old, and it doesn't have a National Olympic Committee yet. But South Sudanese runner Gore Mariel has been given permission to compete as an independent athlete. Another big sport in South Sudan is wrestling. Now one man there wants to use the traditional sport to try to reduce the violence flaring inside the new country. Peter B.R. Ajak is on the line with us from Juba, South Sudan. Uh, Mr. Ajak, you have a pretty stunning story uh, escaping uh, the brutal civil war when you were a kid, yeah? Absolutely. Uh, When the war intensified in South Sudan, the government of Sudan uh, resorted to attacking uh, civilians. So a lot of uh, villages were destroyed and there was a huge displacement of civilians. We went to Ethiopia, stayed in those camps for quite some time. Then we came back to Sudan and just walked around through to Kenya until we eventually arrived in the United States. I ended up uh, in the United States as one of the Lost Boys of Sudan uh, that came as part of a program in 2001. Right, and you not only ended up in the United States, but at Harvard University... That is correct, indeed. I was uh, very privileged to have that opportunity. Since then, you've also consulted for the World Bank and worked around the world with uh, NGOs. Now, you're a major promoter of wrestling. How did that happen? Well, you know, while we were in the U.S. and looking at the things back home, there was increasing intertribal violence uh, within South Sudan among South Sudanese communities. And you see these things going beyond just the normal tradition of cattle raiding to attack on women and children that were quite devastating. So we thought of what can we do to sort of encourage peace. And if you look in South Sudan, especially in the rural areas, there isn't really much to do for those young men that are in the cattle camps. So the idea to bring wrestling in, we look at it as one skill that the people already have And we think of, uh, from the experience in the United States, being able to watch the different sports in the United States, we thought we could form a league in which we could commercialize this innate talent and quite distinctive to our country. In a way, it's an old story. You have a bunch of kids with time on their hands who might otherwise get into trouble if they weren't doing this, wrestling in this case. Absolutely. And the best part about it is that they are compensated for the opportunity cost because we pay them uh, while they come to wrestle. And they get to meet each other, which, of course, is quite unique in our country. Now, you talk about cattle rustling as one problem, but there's also considerable violence beyond that, especially uh, intertribal, which, as you say, the wrestling is one way to prevent because kids are meeting each other who wouldn't otherwise get together. Can you talk a little bit about the nature of that problem? Well, you see, in general, this is one of the consequences of our latest civil war. If you look before that era of civil war, there wasn't much violence going on across the tribes of South Sudan because they have lived there for quite some time. So with the civil war and even at the end of the war in 2005, the government of uh, Sudan continued to promote these ethnic conflicts among different groups in South Sudan to discredit South Sudan and to make an argument that South Sudan would be a country that cannot govern itself. Mm. At the same time, the issues of economic opportunity and access are real issues because most of these young men are unemployed. They don't have any other skills that they could use to get a job anywhere else. So this 
problem there is now mixed with politics. And you see during 2007, 2008, 2009, a huge wave of violence that were going beyond Qatar wrestling. And Peter, why wrestling? Is that kind of South Sudan's national sport, like baseball is in America, for example? I think so, because, you know, the problem with South Sudan, as you very well know, very little is developed here. But when you go all over around, even when you go up to Nuba Mountains, you find kids and everybody wrestling. This is a traditional sport, and it's actually founded on the culture of the people themselves. It relates to basically the economic activity of many different tribes in South Sudan, which is cattle industry. People eat their meat, they drink their milk, and they wrestle. And when you look at it also, it's a sport that does not need anything else to be added to it. For example, with basketball, you need to build basketball courts. With wrestling, you don't really need to do anything because people just wrestle on the ground. So our main challenge was actually creating the rules, uh, harmonizing the rules across many different tribal groups and across many different states. Okay, now you talk about paying wrestlers to participate. So this is obviously a business initiative of yours. Where is the money coming from? Well, you see, initially when we did it, we were raising this money ourselves. And the idea was that as we make these games, people will actually buy tickets to come and watch. But in our country, one thing we we realized uh, early on was that people were not prepared to pay for entertainment. So it, it didn't quite work that way. But the kind of results that came from it, how it really united different groups that were fighting each other, women uh, whose husband has been killed by rival communities were cooking for those men from those rival communities. It was really touching. And now we are looking at possibly getting someone to sponsor us. So we are talking with some banks here in South Sudan and mobile companies. Now, uh, some of the draw of this is like wrestling or any sport anywhere, is that you create these wonderful rivalries. And from what I understand, there's, there's a great one going on now between two men from different tribes, right? Yeah, there are actually quite a number of them. Each one of the main uh, different communities have the main champions. Majuk Jongachol is the is the main uh, wrestler from Jongle State. Uh, is about six five uh, tall and probably more than uh, two hundred and thirty uh, pounds. Uh, was also a, a, a soldier back in the days, but have returned back and became a wrestler. Uh, is also a mechanic. Has not been de- defeated uh, since uh, he started wrestling. Does he have a wrestling name? He's called the the commander. And is that because of his military service or because he commands everyone in the ring? He commands everybody in the ring, indeed. (laughs) And the guy from Central Equatoria, Gorda Mapak, is also undefeated champion. And he's a bit younger than Majok. Uh, He's about the same height, although he's a bit skinny uh, compared to Majok. Uh, He called himself the governor because he believes he governed the ring. Uh, so uh, we are actually planning uh, a, a match uh, on September 20th as part of the World uh, Peace Day, but the main tournament will start in uh, November. And each one of these men, they are practicing, they are eating a lot of diet with meat and milk in it uh, to get heavy and heavier. Uh, so uh, all of these communities, they it's changing the sort of rivalry from like, Uh, fighting and uh, raiding cattle to who can be the champion in this game of wrestling. Peter B.R. Ajak heads the South Sudanese think tank, the Center for Strategic Analysis and Research, and he runs a new wrestling league. Peter, thank you so much. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure.